Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. He will be our God is our reading today. Exodus 6, verse 7. And I will take you to me for a people, and I will be to you a God, and ye shall know that I am the Lord your God, which bringeth you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. The mighty God of Israel is our God. In him we may trust, and if we obey his requirements, he will work for us in a signal a manner as he did for his ancient people. Everyone who seeks to follow the path of duty will at times be assailed by doubt and unbelief. The way will sometimes be so barred by obstacles, apparently insurmountable, as to dishearten those who yield to discouragement. But God is saying to such, go forward, do your duty at any cost. The difficulties that seem so formidable, that fill your soul with dread, will vanish as you move forward in the path of obedience humbly trusting in God. In all the dealings of God with his people, there is mingled with his love and mercy the most striking evidence of his strict and impartial justice. This is exemplified in the history of the Hebrew people. God had bestowed great blessings upon Israel, and yet what swift and severe retribution was visited upon them for their transgressions. There are those who address the great and all-powerful and holy God who dwelleth in the light, unapproachable, as they would address an equal or even an inferior. There are those who conduct themselves in his house as they would not presume to do in the audience chamber of an earthly ruler. These should remember that they are in his sight whom seraphim adore, before whom angels veil their faces. This is none other but the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. Do we wonder why we don't see the powerful moving of God in the churches today? Our reading said, if we obey his requirements, he will work for us. He doesn't work for us like a servant or an employee works for us for wages. The history of the prophets reveals the power of God in the lives of the obedient. There was that prophet who he disobeyed the Lord and he went to eat at a brother prophet's home when God told him to go home and not to stop anywhere. He died by an attack of a lion I think it was Saul. He was disobedient to Samuel's um, request to wait for him. You know, he ultimately, because of his rebellion, lost all communication with God and Samuel. Satan counterfeits all God's works, but his counterfeit has to come first, otherwise it would not be able to happen. We are warned of false prophets and 
told to test the prophets. Jesus tells us, Matthew 24, verse 24, that false prophets shall arise and deceive many by great signs and wonders. And 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 9 says, There will be signs and lying wonders or deceitful miracles, and that the people who will be deceived are the ones who who receive not the love of the truth. What that reminds me of is a well-known saying that people will not be lost because they believed a lie, but because they did not believe the truth when it was presented to them. We have to be so careful to examine to see if something is true or and if it's from God and to be willing and humble enough to receive truth. Israel could not go into Canaan because of unbelief. That's an interesting study on the verses in the Bible that have the word unbelief in them. Eve did not believe God when he told her she would die for disobedience. She believed the lie of Satan, that she would be as God and not die. People believe this lie today, that at death they do not die, but change form and live on somewhere. First and Second Thessalonians are interesting reading. Um, the first, um, let's see, First Thessalonians chapter 5, 14 to 22, it gives us a list of Christian duties that are kind of interesting to read. We read that there are people who talk to God in prayer like an equal or a servant. I've actually heard people order God to heal people, raising their voice and yelling, have you? I'm sure they wouldn't yell like that at a judge in an earthly hearing and hope to come out well. I to think of an example of a godly prayer in the Bible. The first one that comes to mind is Daniel's prayer. Daniel was, he had powerful prayer. He was an amazing man. And I think of Jonah's prayer from the belly of the whale. He was in no position to yell or demand anything. But neither are we actually, you know. I can picture a baby with a wet diaper screaming at mom or dad for what they need and want. But we just read that. Though our circumstances seem barred by obstacles apparently insurmountable, and though we are assailed with doubt to go forward, do your duty at any cost. These difficulties will vanish as you move forward. When we get in those positions, we don't need to yell at God or demand answers or help. We will move forward. Like he said, do our duty at any cost. We may have peace that passeth all understanding. We can also have peace and rest in God's strict and impartial justice. That's what makes happiness possible for all. I selected a promise today, Isaiah chapter 11, verse 4. But with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. Dear Lord, we believe. Help thou our unbelief. We rest in your love and in your justice. I pray you bring those who are here with me this morning on a path that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. As they and I grow to be like Jesus. In his name I pray. Amen. I invite you to join me again tomorrow morning for a few minutes. 
as we read and contemplate and uh, think on God's promises and as we have prayer together. Have a wonderful day, my friends.